Welcome back to Faith Over Fear. I am Pastor Vance Mansfield. And yesterday we left off and I told you that I was going to save something for today. That's exactly where we're going to pick up. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 43, it said, Then the righteous shall shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Now, I want to show you something. The righteous shall shine forth as the sun. Now, first of all, the word shine forth. The word shine forth is very important here. It's eklampo. And it's it comes from two words, ek or ex, like we explained before. And lampo, which means to beam, that is to radiate brilliancy, literally or figuratively to give light or to shine. To give light or to shine. As the sun. And it's S-U-N, which is Helios. And it's by implication, light. All right. That's what it means. By implication, light. And it comes from a word that means to take for oneself or to prefer to choose, to take for oneself, to prefer, or to choose. Okay? In the kingdom of their father, the righteous shall shine forth as the sun. Now, the word S-U-N can be transferred over to S-O-N very simply. Just change one letter, S-U-S-O. No, I'm kidding. It, it really can transfer over because the sun and sun are actually the same thing. So look at this. The same should drink of the wine of the wrath of the fornic- of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation and shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of what? This is Revelation 14.10. It's in our other series. We explain this, but I want to show you. In the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamb. So when the, when the righteous shine forth as the sun, that light is in actuality fire. All right. It's the brilliancy of the fire of God that is burning the tares. What is it? Jesus was the word. Let's, in fact, let's, let's go over and look at this because I know that if we don't read it, some people get upset. So in John chapter one, verse four, and it's it, well, let's just read in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. All right. Verse four. In him was life, and his life was the light, L-I-G-H-T, of men. Life was light of men. 
And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now, the word comprehended is defined as to take eagerly, to seize or to possess, to attain, to find or obtain, to take, to lay hold of. It not. Now look, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Now, the Logos was made flesh, and the Logos was the light. And we have been predestined into sonship in him, which is the light. And when we shine together or we're gathered together and shine forth as the sun, what are we shining? We are shining life, which is the light of men. Okay. And when we shine forth life, how do we do that? Jesus said in John 14, Six, he said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. L-I-F-E. I am the life. Okay. We are producing him. How do we produce him? It starts by being him. How do we become him? By submerging ourselves into him. Becoming one with him. Then we become him. Right? So once we are him... Then we can produce him, which the light that shines in darkness will, in actuality, burn the tares. And it all roots from the word of God. It's all produced out of the word of God. It's not produced out of our emotions. It's not produced out of our thoughts and our ideas, our our intellect. It's not produced out of our hate for other people. It's produced out of the love of God and the word of God. And when we declare the word, it burns the tares and it separates the tares. See, I told you early in the series that not everyone is in the same place at the same time. Spiritually, okay? You're not at the same understanding as the next guy. And I'm not at the same understanding that you are, and you're not at the same understanding that I am. And we're not at the same other understanding as someone else. Everyone is somewhere different. We're in a different level of this walk. So I've come to understand. See, God, God is unfolding this to me almost in real time that I'm giving it to you. So what you're getting is in actuality, a fresh word from God. So here's, here's what he, what he revealed to me again, or recently, since I've talked to you the last time he took me back to when we were in Milwaukee. And I said that this is that this is the fulfilling of that prophet. That is when the righteous shine forth as the sun. That's the goal that he has been working toward that really has not happened since the apostles stood together on the day of Pentecost. When the apostles stood together at the feast of Pentecost, 
They all preached the same message. Now, it didn't mean that you had 11 men standing there saying the exact same word at the exact same time, and it sounded like a bunch of, like a legion talking. All right. That, that had nothing at all to do with what was going on. What, it, what happened was exactly what happened to us in Milwaukee. And if you weren't in Milwaukee, you missed something very, very powerful. What happened was we were all preaching the same message. We just gave our portion. We know in part, we prophesy in part, we're a many-member body and members in particular, and we all operated as our own member, meaning that we knew. So listen, if the thumb is cut off from the hand, you only have four fingers, right? So I want you to take something between your thumb and your index finger, and I want you to hold it. So if you're like a like holding a guitar pick or a piece of paper or a pencil or something just between your two fingers. Now, if you chop your thumb off, can you do that? No, you cannot. So now you become lame. That is what has happened to the body of Christ. It's become lame because we're chopping members off. When we're all united, when we're all in one mind and one accord, like we were in that day, that is the when the righteous shine forth as the sun. And the message that's declared when the righteous shine forth as the sun is the message that burns the tares up. It separates all things that offend and do iniquity out of the kingdom of God. It burns those things out of us. And the people that that's applicable to, when it burns that out of them, then they can be gathered together with the righteous and they can shine forth as the sun because the offense is now removed. This is part of gathered together in us. All things that are gathered together in him are gathered together in us because he is in us. And all things that are gathered together in us are gathered together in him because we are in him. See, this is a very powerful understanding to what God is getting ready to do and what he's already started to do. This isn't a big, deep message. This is just explaining to you where we are in the, and I hate to say it this way, but the time frame of God. And the reason I hate to say that is because God is not really subject to time. We are. Our flesh is. Our, our spirits aren't, but our flesh is subject to time. God's not really subject to time. But because we are in time, God speaks to us through time, and we understand that. So I, I hope you understand what I'm saying. That is where we are in relation to God moving. Now, there are many people around the country that have written in, and I want to take a moment to address some of the things. I'm not going to go through a lot of the questions and read the questions right now, but I want you to listen closely because your questions are going to get answered. I'm not necessarily going to read them. I'm just going to go through and answer some of these questions. So some of the people from around the country have written in, and based on that, I I have talked to people about this, and I've preached about this a little bit, but... You guys right now are hearing what God has freshly spoken to me. And if God has spoken that to you, I want you to email me as a confirmation. I want you to go to the website, pastorvancemansfield.com, 
and I want you to write to me what God has spoken to you in relation to this. And if God has spoken the same thing to you, I want you to tell me. If God has spoken another piece to it, I want you to share that with me. And we may even bring you on to share your your part of it. So I want you to write to me whatever God has for you or has given you. I want you to write to me as a confirmation. But people around the country have written in to me and they kind of have felt like God has abandoned us because he's not doing anything in their area. And they're wondering why doesn't God, because they, one of the, one of the people, in fact, they wanted to remain anonymous. They, because there are a lot of reasons people want to remain anonymous. Maybe their church people are listening or something. They don't want to call their church out or whatever. I understand that. And I respect that. And if you want to remain anonymous, all you got to do is tell me, say, Pastor Vance, I, I don't want to be mentioned. Just keep me anonymous or whatever. So they, they wrote to me and they want to know why God is not doing these things because I, I talk about healings and we see healings and we talk about all of these miracles and things that take place. They're not seeing those. And they're, they're hearing the same messages that they've heard for years and they're wondering why God isn't doing new things in their area. Well, I'm going to be very, very blunt about this with this answer, okay? The reason that God is not doing those things in your area is because he doesn't have someone that is willing to let him do that through. He needs someone to stand up in that area and to bring that to pass. Now, I feel like that I have unlocked a key years ago. I feel like that I unlocked a key. Uh, I really believe that I this came to me by revelation, and maybe you don't need the revelation of it. Maybe you can read it, and it just made perfect sense to you. But like I said, I need the revelation of things. So I feel like one of the keys is the message that is preached. All right? So the Bible said that God worked with them, talking about his disciples or his apostles, confirming his word with signs following. So it has to be through the word. If they're preaching some washed up message that their organization demands that they preach, God's not going to confirm that word with signs following. Now that arises another question. If someone is in that church, how do they get healed then if it's so bad? Well, let, let me explain to you that there were many accounts where Jesus would go into a town and the person's faith would bring forth the miracle. The person receiving the miracle's faith would bring forth the miracle. See, God is not going to just abandon his people. He said, I will never leave you and I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age, right? So look, how can they get healed? Through their faith. It's very simple. But why doesn't it happen on a larger scale for those, those areas and those churches? I believe it starts with the message that is being preached. Because when you preach, when you preach the true message, when you preach the truth, then God has to honor his word. He has to fulfill his word. He's got to 
abide by his word. It's his own law. So all of the people that I know personally, I can't speak of people that I don't know personally and have never been around personally, but all of the people that I know personally that are preaching the truth have miracles take place probably weekly in their services. So I have pastor friends all over the country. Some of them preach the truth. Some of them don't. Some of them don't even believe in miracles. Well, that right there is is not going to produce a lot of miracles. So you understand? But I have pastor friends that are preaching the truth and they don't care about societal uh stereotypes and religious things like that, where, oh, if I preach this, they're not going to give me an offering. They, they don't care about that. So they're preaching the truth and they are seeing miracles taking place almost nightly or whatever their services are. So I hope that that answers your question. I hope that you're tuned in to listen to the question. And if any of you have had that question turning in your mind, maybe that will help bring some light to your questions as well. Now, I want to get into one more question uh, in relation to those things. This person is a minister of the gospel and wrote in and would like to remain anonymous as well. This person says that they believe that they are preaching the truth and they are not seeing miracles take place. How do you get miracles to take place in your meetings? Okay. My focus was never on miracles. It was never on anything outward. My focus was always on bringing forth the word. All right. And I could only bring forth the word that was revealed to me. Now, In one of the other broadcasts, you heard me mention Dr. Harlow White. I cannot preach the message that Dr. Harlow White preaches. I just can't. Now, I can hear your thoughts. Oh, you can do all things. No, you got to understand. Listen, you're getting out of order. Settle down. Smile. Anyway, the reason I can't is because that revelation was given to him. The revelation that's given to me to preach is what brings forth power in my life and in my ministry. So if you're hearing these messages, it's, it is a wonderful thing for you to share them with your friends. It's good for you to, to take notes on them and to study them and to get this for yourself. But you cannot just take what I'm preaching and try to produce something with it because you're preaching in someone else's words, okay? You've got to have this stuff in you. And I'm not saying that the person asking the question does not, okay? I'm not implying anything. If I'm going to imply something, I'm just going to flat out tell you that that's what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just flowing with the spirit here on this answer. So uh, there, there are many other preachers. I cannot preach what they preach, because it's not given to me to preach because we're a many membered body, but God has given me an understanding and given me a revelation and given me an office to declare certain things. 
And when I abide within that office that he's given me to declare these things, then he honors that word that he gave me to declare. And he confirms the word that he's given me with signs following. Okay. So you abide within the office that you are called and you abide within the revelation that he's given you to declare and you prove that revelation, you bring forth that revelation, you manifest that revelation, and then you'll manifest the power of that revelation and the blessings of the word that he's given to you. We're out of time for today. Make sure that you keep your questions coming. Go to pastorvancemansfield.com and write to me. You can email your questions to me there. Make sure that you email me there. Otherwise, they're going to get lost in the mix. Don't try to write to us on Facebook and things like that. We don't get half of those messages. So make sure that you send them directly to our email, pastorvancemansfield.com. You can email us right there. If God has laid something on your heart that you would like to make a donation, you can also do that on the website. If God has spoken to you to give a monthly donation, you can set up a reoccurring donation on the website and you don't have to go back every month and give it. It will just automatically come out however you set it up. You can do all of that on our website, pastorvancemansfield.com. I pray that this broadcast has been a blessing to you. This is Faith Over Fear. I'm Pastor Vance Mansfield and God bless you.